Hey, hey. Happy Noir recap. Noir cap. Noir cap ember. Noir cap. Noir cap ember. Um, yeah. And uh, hey, Jill. I see you're, um, you have a, a stranger in your house. Uh, you know, I don't know what he's doing in that bathtub, but I, you might want to steer it, clear. Yeah, it looks a little uh, on the illegal side. Um, and uh, at any moment, a marmot uh, <laughs> may be thrown into this bathtub by three nihilists. Yeah. Just Nihilist. as he's hit. Yeah. Just as he's hitting that key, yeah. key puff on the old on the old joint. What's that phrase? Like buzzkill? I mean, like they. That's yeah, like I mean, he's biggest... like you're harshing my buzz with this marmot. <laughs> like you couldn't harsh it anymore. Yeah, um, it was a straight out har like that is. Yeah. Like his dick might get bit off by that marmot. That's a that's a massive harsh of yeah. the buzz. So th those that aren't on video um, or don't can't see our video, that's uh, Big Lebowski, uh, Jeff Bridges, uh, uh, abiding in the bat in the bathtub. He is uh, abiding, one hundred percent. And I have um, I have double indemnity. I have Walter Neff hiding. Is it Phyllis? Yeah. What's her name? Who's Phyllis? Phyllis Dietrichson. Behind a uh, right. This is interesting. The door so, that opens out into the hallway. But it works so well. So it o opens wrong, but opens the wrong way. And Billy's like, oh shit, it we did it wrong. And he's like, whatever, we're not fixing it. Yeah. I almost picked that background. So and nice, Rodney, nice. what do you have for your uh yeah, it's Walter Neff, but he's going up the stairs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Little, yeah. Shadows. little shadow. Uh, after yeah. after the crime has been committed. Yep. And he mm. checks the bell to see if it's yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Lots did of you, love for that. Did y'all notice that in the movie? Now I've seen this movie a lot of many many times, but it was I've seen it in the theater maybe twice. Oh, awesome! And it was that first time I saw it in the theater, and you know everything's big, right? Mm -hmm. I think this is at the Chinese in Los Angeles, and uh, I noticed then that Fred McMurray is wearing his wedding band. Oh, huh, wow. I never would have thought so, to look, but yeah. You know, Walter Neff has a wedding band on. Hmm. So. Yeah, that's a, that's a different, yeah, I have to have to. So now the next on, time on... you watch that, you're going to be looking for it because exactly. you well, wouldn't notice it. He's, he's a creep anyway. So like, it doesn't make him any more creepy, right? No, but I mean, I guess, but it also reminds you that these were not method actors. They were studio act <laughs> yeah. studio era actors, and they were oftentimes working on three or four sh pictures at a time. Mm -hmm. and he's like, I'm not taking off my wedding ring. So, yeah, well, you know, he loves his wife, I'm sure. And, and you know, yeah. Murray loves his wife. That is, uh, um, he's, he's so, a wife guy. <laughs> he's, a, he's a wife guy. So, Rodney, uh, it's your first time. I, I know you've been kind of connected to us for, um, I, I say connected, you know, like you've like um, with an umbilical in, cord. <laughs> yes, uh, you've been in the groups and, and you've um, you've been you've been active and that sort of thing. So I was uh, thrilled to have you join our uh, November and we brought you on to recap it. And uh, so before we get into that, we'd love to hear a little about you. Um, do you want to introduce yourself? 
Yeah, first of all, thanks so much, Aaron and Jill, for having me on. Um, so I've been a fan of the show for probably about six years, well, Criterion now for about six years. And how I, I stumbled upon it was when when Filmstruck came out, um, they were mm. posting the week, the monthly <laughs> uh, lineup on mm. Criterion now. And I was like, oh, great, I can see what's coming and what I can you know, kind of plan on watching. And that led me to the Facebook group and the podcast. And, and that's kind of where... I came in with all of this and uh, you mentioned you were starting up Cine Journeys and I immediately wanted to become a founding member. So I did that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what was funny was I thought I was signed up for November and I was not. (laughs) (laughs) And so thank you for reaching out and let me know that I wasn't, uh, wasn't on there. Um, But yeah, that that was a great, great experience. And I'm excited to, to recap that and, you know, be on the show. So we basically taken over Rodney's life. Uh, Jill, right? That sounds great. This is exactly yeah. what we want. This is like, <laughs> we want you, this is like some kind of like post-apocalyptic uh, movie. Not Logan's Run, but something like, what's, a, run. what's a Rodney's, Rodney's Run? run. <laughs> yeah, no, we've, uh, no, we want to be in every facet of your life. This is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So Filmstruck, yeah, that. That is, uh, once upon a time, that was a real sore subject for me because uh, I worked for them. So that that was, um, God bless Filmstruck. And I cannot believe it's been five years since they shuttered. Yeah. And we record record an episode that we have never listened to again. I haven't personally. Uh, That was Mm. probably that the rawest episode that we ever recorded. But um, uh yeah so um soylent green is people uh let's see what else um <laughs> um anyway <laughs> uh no, it's like it's kind of like a like a, a truman show stepford wives yeah yeah you know we're not gonna make you eat people pleasantville okay, thank goodness. <laughs> but anyways no well, we're I'll so go, glad that you um we're listening to the show before um, on Criteria Now and decided to follow us on this crazy thing. And mm-hmm. um, super, super excited that you joined us for November um, because that was really like, and you know, we've talked about this some, but it was kind of, not to say it didn't matter, but it was kind of a low stakes first, mm-hmm. first outing, you know, like, hey, you know, there's this thing that is going on that everybody knows about in film November. Hey, let's use that as kind of a, a starting off point. And mm-hmm. um, it really worked well. So um glad that you had a good time and yeah, we should, we should dive right into it. Yeah. Kids, not a great idea to start um, a business in um, holiday Thanksgiving and, um, um, and, uh, and the Christmas, uh, you know, Hanukkah, all the, December holidays, which we'll be talking about, but, um, but it worked out for us. Glad to have you as a founding member. Um, there's, there's, you're, you're in great company. And that's one thing we found in November is we just have a really good group Mm -hmm. and, uh, and yeah, you, you were great. You were very well engaged and, you know, half the stuff didn't really work. (laughs) So, um, it it actually works a little better now and it's going to work even, even better. Um, very, very soon. We still don't have a logo, but that's coming that's Again. coming and and you know like the whole Actually. website thing you know it's it's not it's not ready 
And Mm -hmm. so, you know, we kind of tried some things out. You were a guinea pig, whether you knew it or not. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> it was very interesting because it's like, what's on Substack and then what's through email? Like I made sure to like uh to to favorite that email that you sent, Aaron, to be able to go back into the forums uh oh, nice. to, yeah, to yeah. interact that way. Yeah, and yeah, I next- wish that there was a a better way that we could filter Substack like and create mm-hmm. other categories, but they don't really allow that. And but I think we're still going to stick with Substack just because it makes for a, it's a built-in network there, and it makes mm-hmm. for a great like forward-facing um, way to get people involved. Um, and it's a great place to post unedited podcast episodes where we don't have to worry about hosting all of that. Substack hosts it, so it's kind of like we don't have to use all of the <laughs> bandwidth on our website for that. So there's some definite positives with it, but um, it did, it is, I think still people are trying to figure out the connection between the website yeah. and Substack and how it all relates. So I, I think people are getting it. Uh, it it's, we, we've been using the side door and the the front door analogy, but, um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think as the website, in fact, even now you could, if you logged in, you could go to your profile which is not a fully finished page but you could still click on your forums and um so it's easier now but email didn't work and i I purposely did not turn on email because i didn't want to have a barrage of emails going to you all but you probably wanted that for responses but i was thrilled to have some forum activity some um, discussions some great comments on the actual episodes and or episodes see <laughs> we've been doing doing Ooh, this a while i'll tell you what the dude's joint back here is making me cough <laughs> And I'm, I'm just like, are you a little buzzed, Jill? Are you getting a whoo! contact high? I'm getting a contact <laughs> high over here. Yeah. Whew. Far out, um, man. Far fucking out. And because of my background, I'm about to confess to murder. So just um, hold that hold that thought. You're going to no, commit insurance fraud. Insurance fraud. I actually do kind of work in insurance a little bit, but not that kind. Um, so Rodney, um, if we could ask you, so we, we'll, we'll go through the films. And I, I think well, one thing we learned is we picked too many films, but I'm still kind of glad we did because they were really good. We picked good. all the films. We picked, <laughs> <laughs> we kept on thinking of films. Like, let's just throw that one on, on, on the, I think, uh, the barbecue. I think at one point I said to Aaron, fuck it, we're adding Big Lebowski. Like, <laughs> we're doing it. We're That's doing exactly it. how that conversation went. And I was yeah. like. I'm here for, and honestly, that was the best way to close it out. So we'll oh, get to absolutely. that. Absolutely, yeah. And it but fit I, in. Per, I mean, it fit. It's yeah. fits in perfectly, you know. And especially when you watch all these, you know, noirs, and then you come to Big Lebowski, and you're like, "Wow, this is such a noir film." Uh huh. It, it's and we all there. Levity well, too. After those last couple, you know, uh, needed something a little lighter. But, anyways, um, so we kind of started things off with a Mm proto-noir um right and that was uh of shadows board of shadows by marcel carnet and that was my first time seeing it same yeah Yeah. that was my pick that's that's i think most people know that i'm a just a french 1930s nut i mean i'm a 1930s film nut period but um i just think the french they just had so many hits after hits and and Jean Gabin, um, Michelle Simone, uh, Michelle Morgan, Pierre Fresnay, I think was in there. I probably probably got mispronounced that one, but yeah, huge cast. I'm probably forgetting some people, but um, 
but I felt it was noir and I was <laughs> noir -y. I was curious if other people did. And actually, Rodney, you won a copy of that, too. So um, yeah, which I'm, we'll, we'll... I'm really excited to get. Oh, I nice. just got to yeah. get sent out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this was um, I'm showing this on uh, the, the copy from Kino mm -hmm. Lorber Studio Classics. And the reason why I'm giving them a name a shout out here is because they sent us these. Yes. Which was really, really nice of them to do. So um, thank you to Kino for sending us three copies of Four Shadows. And, um, and also uh, Lupino, um, uh, the, the bigamist and the, uh, in fact, we might just dive into Lupino, um, the bigamist and the hitchhiker, which um, I believe both you and I have that box set that's out of print. Yeah, so um, the box They're the same set, discs, though, yeah. The box yeah. set, which actually oh, my wow. discs are downstairs, but mm -hmm. so this box set is out of print now, but you can, this was also Kino, you can buy the films individually because I was going to ask them for a box set to give away. Right. And um, they were like, don't have them anymore. But this one has um, the bigamist and the hitchhiker, but it also has never fear and not wanted. Mm -hmm. And those are also great movies. And it has this awesome little booklet. Um, but Kino gave us um, three, two copies. Let me say this again. Gave us copies of the bigamist, let me say it one more time. Three <laughs> copies each of The Bigamist and The Hitchhiker. There we go. I had to find the right combination there. So Yeah, you um, could have uh, made, a, made a, a big error with The Bigamist and multiple copies. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> Bad joke. But I think one thing, and these were films that I picked. Um, I picked this for, because um, number one, Lupino... Mm -hmm. You know, I think she is finally getting her due. Um, mm -hmm. You know, in the last several years, there's been this push for, you know, there were women filmmakers. There were not many of them, but there were. And kind of rewriting the history on that a little bit because mm -hmm. people like Alice Gla uh, Guy Blachet, yep. you know, was really groundbreaking and it's one of those things where it's like okay well we can't be keeping giving Dito you griffith all the credit for everything when there were other um directors that were groundbreaking mm -hmm. before him um and so lupino though was the only woman director at that time and mm -hmm. the one before that was Dorothy Arzner and she was the only woman working in Hollywood at the time and the thing with Ida that you know we talked about in our journey was that she formed a production company the whole point was to put out these what she called issue films mm -hmm. and it was low budget you know economical economically shot reusing a lot of sets but they were really groundbreaking and the Hitchhiker, straight up noir, like no yeah, question. So. Um, it's got the claustrophobia. It's got the mm -hmm. the um, shadow and fear. And there's no film fatale, but you don't have to have film fatale in this. The bigamist is noirish. Yeah, I, I think um, it's it's in that direction. But I mean, it's, it's on not, the not as cut it's dry. on the border. It's on mm -hmm. the border and. 
but at the same time yeah two is yeah exactly and so you do have and it's kind of like illicit Mm -hmm. um forbidden topic that you know you could not discuss at the time um so it definitely kind of but it also kind of flirts with a little melodrama as well but um i think they were fairly well received um what did you think about them was that your first time rodney or that was my first time yeah okay um hitchhiker especially it really blew me Mm -hmm. away with how well directed that was yeah and just the lighting just it draws you right in yeah um as it's showing him kill all these people and and uh there was a particular shot that was that i really thought was was excellent when um he kills somebody and then it it kind of pans with his feet and he gets in the car and drives away and then the police come right and and walk that same road like it's almost in the same shot to transition it which mm-hmm. i thought was was really a master class yeah yeah the whole first opening sequence there with the first person um where you're seeing just the like you're seeing the series of crimes happen um Mm -hmm. and you're only seeing the ground or like slightly pans up to the car where we see the family that's been murdered or whatever um pretty crazy stuff that she was doing and it's not real fancy filmmaking at all um I thought I found so well. It was that was a rewatch for me. Big events mm-hmm. was the first time for me, so I was I was happy to have a first time. And I I did notice she did some things interesting with the camera. Yeah. I mean, she had a style. Oh, um, absolutely. But it kind but of I, felt it feels like television a bit, you know, like a little bit, yeah, just yeah. A, in in the economics of it. But they're in the Hitchhiker, especially that scene where they um, and I can't remember any of their names, the, right, the right. characters' names. <laughs> But when Edmund O'Brien's character has him go up and they're doing the target practice, Mm -hmm. the way she films that sequence, Mm -hmm. it made me want to just rip my hair out. It was so stressful. Mm -hmm. Um, And also when he first, when they first pick him up and Mm -hmm. we don't see his face, he's in shadow for, for not a super long time, but long enough to make you feel really uncomfortable, you know? Long for a movie. He leans yeah. in, right? He leans in. Yeah, he kind of leans that. in. And that's when you finally see his face mm-hmm. and it's so menacing. And and then when he's asleep, but you don't oh know he's goodness. asleep because that one eye is all yeah. janky, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, Ugh. um, So well, I'm, I'm glad that that was the first time for a, a lot of people on, mm-hmm. especially the bigamist. I know that that, that one hadn't yeah. been seen by a lot. And then who, ladies in retirement, I, I you know, someone I, go ahead. Um, requested that one. Who was that? You know, I forgot because I had it. I mentioned the name of the, who I thought it was on the, uh, ep, uh, on the discussion. And uh, that person said it was not him. Um, yeah. I'm drawing think, a blank. I think it was a, a, a a peter um oh was it peter uh blitzstein no the other peter we have two P- peters and we have two peters. coincidentally okay. they they actually i think both won um so yeah i do this little random number thing and uh yeah they were both both won um peter bryant peter bryant yeah what i i liked about now of course it's she's hugely influential and and groundbreaking too as a director but she could act too and and it's not easy to act in your own movies 
Um, and of course, we got to see Ladies in Retirement, which she was fan fantastic. And I've loved her in lots of other. I, I love her in uh, On Dangerous Ground. That's where Oh, she's she's um, great lined in that. with. Um, was it Robert Ryan? Robert Who I Ryan. loved as well. Um, Yeah, that's he's a Nick Ray movie, and it's yes, yes. it is is so good. But like, I think the very first Ida Lupino performance I ever saw was um, Hi, Sierra. "Hi Sierra," and she is that shit crazy. <laughs> yeah, the first There's time I a saw whole. that was. Yeah, when the Criterion came out. So, um, So it was a, she was a, she's a bit over the top in that. And I would yeah, not say yeah. that that is her best performance <laughs> by a long shot. I was like, but who it's a good is movie, this, though. who is this nut? Um, but it is, The movie but itself is pretty crazy, too, you know. it is a crazy movie, but um, ladies in retirement, um, which, you know, again, kind of stretches the definition of noir a bit. But um, it is Gaslight Noir, Gothic Noir, whatever you want to call it. And Ronnie, I remember you saying, I think you liked this one, right? I did, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that was a first for you too? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I Very think cool. only four were um that I had seen before. Nice. So a majority of these, That is you great. know, it Yeah. was like it was like Christmas every week <laughs> <laughs> because See, there and were that's all these what movies I want that to I haven't hear. seen. Mm That's what we both hmm want to hear because, you know, It's not like we're like the experts in film and we've seen every movie. I mean, obviously Oh, no. we we've had first watches in this list too, but um, that's another big reason why we wanted, we wanted to do this was that, you know, we're hoping we can turn some people on to these films, you know, and also it's an excuse for Aaron and I to, watch stuff that we haven't seen so um that like makes me so giddy to know that Mm -hmm. Yeah. um you, there were some first time watches here Yeah, Yeah, there's and some we we had there's some some scenes um in oh go ahead here. Oh, sorry. We had some, um, uh, as mentioned, some suggestions from founding members, and that's basically what made the list was, um, you know, most of the list what were those suggestions. And so we did get some of the big popular films, which I think is great, too, especially, Rodney, since a couple of those you hadn't seen. Uh, but we also got some, you know, we, we didn't know it was coming. And uh, we if, if a founding member sent it in, we put it on the list. Um, now, again, Next list will be smaller, <laughs> but um, but I'm glad you got to see some uh, some others. So speaking of Nick Ray, um, you know there was uh, an only place. So um, well, I guess Ronnie, let, let's ask which ones had you seen before? Uh, in a Lonely Place, uh, Okay. Double Indemnity, Big Lebowski, of course, um, and The Killing. Those are four. Those are the four biggest, probably, uh, except for maybe Notorious. So that was your first time seeing See, Notorious. that was my first time. was, Yeah. yeah, when, when you had fessed up and said that was your first time, I, I just, I was so super excited because that is like my favorite movie of all time. And um, yeah. Mm -hmm. it was so And good that's, this that's time the too one movie that I want to rewatch out of all the ones that I yeah saw, because I saw it one time and um, I thought that it's such a romantic movie that, yeah it is yeah that, um, you know, it's not what you expect. And so I'm thinking more suspense and more of a thriller when really it's about these two people who, who can't communicate what they want from each other. And, Yeah. um, And they're both so damaged. mm I mean, we, -hmm. yeah. Oh we yeah. don't know anything about Devlin, but he's terrified of 
of women getting in relationships. She's, you know, they keep calling her a playgirl, which is code for she puts out. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's hot. It's a hot movie. It's a really, that, really kiss. hot movie. That kiss. That kiss. Yeah. For, for and 1946, t- was it? Yeah. yeah, 1946. And everybody talks about that kiss in the apartment where they're just, they're mm-hmm. talking, they're talking about the chicken that they've got in the fridge and, you know, all this stuff. And right, it's right, little right. packs and then, you know, that's great. But mm-hmm. my favorite kiss oh, is yeah. in, in the cellar. Yeah. The, and the wine, the wine or the champagne outside clock. the, outside the, the, uh, the wine cellar and mm-hmm. they step outside. They see that Claude Rains is coming down the stairs yeah. And he said and he says kiss or kiss me and they kiss and it is just like and you know he's doing it. I mean they're doing it because they want to, but they're also doing it to play off that yeah, they he was sneaking around with her and not snooping in the wine cellar, right? It's mm-hmm. to save her life. Exactly. They kiss and you almost don't know what what he's thinking. Mm-hmm. Like you almost wonder, is he, does he really want this or is he doing it because it's the job? But you know what she wants because she's like begging him. And then when he says, push me away, push me away. Yeah, and I'm great. going. That whole, that <laughs> whole sequence. Um, and, and I think that's just like the payoff. Uh, that sequence is just, um, yeah, I actually watched that sequence twice this time just because I loved it so much. It's it's really it's I, I mean, so good. Hitch when she looks popular, up at him and she but... says, Oh, death, death. <laughs> and I'm going, Oh my God. But again, <laughs> what what my pal Sheila O'Malley says is that she gives it two months tops. Like, <laughs> you know, they're gonna get her to the hospital. Hopefully they'll get the poison out of her. And then she gives them about two months and then yeah. it's because those two Over, people yeah. cannot be together. Yeah. I think that's <laughs> the case not, with a, be, a lot of. Yeah. Um, it's going to be hot and heavy. It's going to be the, <laughs> the hottest, heaviest affair known to man. And it is going to burn out so fast. <laughs> so Ronnie, I have to ask because I, I, it was your first time. How about leave her to heaven? Oh my goodness. <laughs> that movie, I tell you, when 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 he goes out on the lake, yeah. it was so hard to watch that scene. It was so hard to watch it. And um, she's fantastic in it. I mean, yeah, you know, I don't know if she won uh that year or not, but yeah, yeah. you know, she was unbelievable. And and what I really liked about um in our call is really talking about her mental health struggles. And that, you know, I think if I had watched this maybe 10 years ago, I'd think, wow, she's just absolutely crazy and insane. And you can't, you don't feel for her. Um, but seeing it now, it's like, oh my goodness, this woman had so many, so many issues that she was struggling and dealing with that uh, I think us as a collective even talked, excuse me, talked about that. And, and that if mental health was more of a focus, then maybe she wouldn't have gotten to that point. Yeah, it's weird yeah. reading um, like uh, uh, tabloids from that time and they talk about, you know, people being difficult and that sort of thing. And a lot of times it was mental Ill- undiagnosed mental illness, uh, well, and and especially so later great... in people's career. Yeah, that's but, right. Uh, and and, you know, in the in the 40s, too, there was a you know, if you watch, 
even like Hitchcock, he kind of dabbled with, uh, you know, psychiatry was yeah. kind Spell of this newish right? feeling thing. Spellbound, he really gets in the weeds on it. And mm -hmm. he does a little bit in Psycho. And, you know, like there's, there's Marnie um, as well. Marnie 100%, oh, which yeah. I, I like love that movie, but mm -hmm. there's a whole like it's crazy yeah it's like she's she's nuts and so i'm and she's wild like a horse so i have to rape her <laughs> to get her like right yeah, right, yeah. there was a thread recently definitely uncomfortable when i watched yeah. that movie and i saw yeah. it maybe you know in college and i was like yeah and the handbag rape. she's carrying no, like... they're very vaginal handbags mm -hmm. and this like there's a lot going on that, but uh, I mean, that's a whole thing with Hitch and women mm -hmm. and, and psychosis and, but you know, they, they, I Hollywood still does a terrible job of portraying mental illness, but they certainly mm -hmm. did in the forties. And, and then you had this, what was going on in Gene Tierney's life yeah. in real life. Yeah. That's awful. And yeah it was it was horrendous and you know that poor woman not many years after this i mean she had like this mm -hmm. you know she you know we know what hollywood has a tendency to do is they burn people it's fast and hard and then they yep. fade right and especially mm -hmm. with women um very few of them were stars later on i mean you would have you know joan crawford betty davis that very long careers but look at the kind of roles also that they were playing later on which you know at the time we love them now but at mm -hmm. the time that would have been a little laughable mm -hmm. um but gene tierney was one of the biggest stars at the time She's massive yeah and one of the most beautiful women in hollywood and she was privately struggling with all of that and you mm -hmm. just couldn't come out and say it you know because yeah. then people would treat you know, treat you terribly or put you in an institution or whatever. Um, and that's there yeah, with ladies wow. in retirement too. So, right. You know, when, yeah. when I was watching that in the, in the opening scene, she, uh, you know, Lupino gets that letter and they're going to come and take away her sister, take her sisters away. And I'm thinking mm -hmm. like, where, where the hell are they going to take her sisters? Yeah. Like, I mean, they probably put them know? in a workhouse. I mean, this yeah. Is yeah. England, yeah. So right. yeah. yeah, they'd probably put them in a workhouse or or just in an institution. I mean, that's what happened, uh, not to stray too far off the subject, but um, that's what happened to Cary Grant's mom is when he was, um, I thought he might've been, I can't, maybe nine years old. His mom just left and never came back. Yeah. And she was put in like this seaside hospital um, and he, but he was told she was dead. And wow, he was, um, he was, I mean, this is a big reason why dude was like dropping acid in the sixties to try to like figure out. And he it, basically when he became a star in Hollywood in the early thirties is when he discovered his mom was actually still alive oh and he he supported her the rest of his life, but she was just a very difficult woman. And um, yeah. So I mean, imagine like being, and you know, he's not the only one that happened to, you know, that was, right. that was happening across the board, especially mm -hmm. with women. 
you know, they would just go, oh yeah, let's, let's put her off into the institution and say she's dead. Yeah. That's, so, uh, that's, that's tragic. And he, yeah. big star. I mean, one yeah. Of the so biggest. anyways, I, so I'm glad you like that movie. And the first time I saw it too, was actually not that long ago. Um, I think 2017, 2018. Wow. And it was on nitrate, uh, which the criterion looks beautiful. The twilight time that they did looked great. Mm -hmm. But when you see it on nitrate, it's like, you cannot, and I'm not a fetish fetishist on that, mm -hmm. but um, that was one of those experiences where when she's putting on that blue nightgown, mm -hmm. you know, to go tr trip down the stairs. I mean, it's like, you could touch, you could touch, yeah. touch it. It was oh, yeah. so vivid um and, and everybody play, is howling howling yeah. when yeah. when she's pushing up that mm. that uh the rug there with yeah. her slipper you know it's a tough movie uh yeah Woo! keeps women are you're almost there you're almost there anyway <laughs> <laughs> uh what else do we have so we um okay well one i think probably one of my proudest parts of noir noir member was the fact that we did work in neo-noir and of course big lebowski and jill it is really tough to take you seriously with uh the dude exhaling or maybe that's inhaling i, I can't really tell. at least it's not the gif of the uh i think he's number. exhaled and then he's sucking it back in it's like he's doing inhale, the, like yeah, yeah he's doing the whole like i'm gonna i'm gonna suck it in i'm gonna puff out some smoke and then I'm going to suck some more back in just to get <laughs> most bang for the buck. Yeah. I'm not going to say that smoking is cool, but that was the way the cool people smoked when I was a kid. So, um, so, if so you of course, the, pot, that's, that's the, that's the pot smoker. You're smoke. right. You're right. You're right. You yeah. know, is to um, get it, get it all, you know. Oh yeah. It, all, it yeah. just reminds me of a scary movie where he's using the jumper cables to, 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 to smoke <laughs> his, his doobie in the, in the car. Was it a Marlon Wayans? I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's hilarious. But, um, but for neo-noir, so we did Lebowski of course, and that, and we had a lot of fun with that. I, I think that was the right movie to end with. We were going to try to end with mean streets, but it just didn't, didn't fit. And so we kind of nixed it, but we'll, we'll get to that someday. But I was very, very happy about uh, one false move, which, um, you know, it's, it's kind of a comedy and then it isn't. And like, it's really, really serious. I mean, kind of like this, you know, podunk cop in the middle of nowhere that wants to be everybody's friend is meeting these LA cops and worshiping them. And then of course they don't um, really feel too highly of him. So, um, and he learns that and then he becomes a different character. But that was one, um, one thing we did in the middle of, of the, uh, the journey is we asked people which they'd seen before. And we also asked people to rate it too. So we had a, a consensus list afterward. So of course, double indemnity one. And I think, uh, was it oh Lebowski was in second place it was like by a decimal point it was so close but one false move I thought we um the group did a really good job of like you know even if it was the same discussion as Lebowski getting serious and like looking at um what was really an an unusually realistic movie that was written by Billy Bob Thornton who is um speaking wow. of uh mental health characters that I don't want to see right now uh you know Sling Blade is that the sound? Potatoes. Potatoes. 
He has a thing for potatoes, but he can, dude can write, dude can write. Um, I, I don't know how nice he is, but, um, but people seem to take to that one. Um, Rodney, I, did you, how did that rank in your, um, Oh, I gave it a nine. I think I, uh, I loved it. And I, it, it was really a roller coaster of a film, I think, because it starts out with a, you know, such some grueling images of, of her, um, and Billy Bob Thornton, you know, taking this, these, I didn't know who they were, if they were her family or friends, it looks like they were just people that she knew. And, um, she probably had mentioned that they had drug money or they had drugs and they came in and Billy Bob, you know, Billy Bobbed them. And, um, from yeah. there, it's like, man, what, what's going to happen next? And then you enter Bill Paxton, who's on his speakerphone. You know, he's hilarious. Mm -hmm. um, but then it goes into twins, Twin Peaksy a little bit. Yes, yeah. it is you know, kind of yeah, yeah, a except, little Twin Peaksy without yeah the supernatural element. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you don't see people driving on the wrong side of the road. So, right, sorry, interesting right. transition there in the beginning where she finds the boy, and when she finds the little boy, it's it it's slides mm -hmm. right to bill paxton waking up so at first i was confused i was like what the connection between those two were and then you find out that you know he has she has a child with him you know and um spoiler yeah spoiler yeah. Sorry, alert. Sorry. We, we don't care i'll i'll, I'll delete yeah. that but okay this um, movie's been out for yeah, yeah. 30 yeah. and most people will forget anyway years, right. um yeah this was my first time seeing it and um I real it was really good. I really liked it, but mm -hmm. I really had a hard time with that first um that first sequence. Yeah. Uh, especially with the um I cannot think of the character um with Pluto? Michael Beach's character, Pluto, and his yeah. penchant for his life, stab nabs. his stabity nature. Mm -hmm. Um, that's what did it for yeah, me yeah the pillowcase and the stabbing and the there's something and and what does this say about when i go you know well the gun violence doesn't phase me i mean it does but it, i mean we're so desensitized mm -hmm. to oh, that absolutely. just in media but also like every day and um so that didn't shake me but stabbing someone to death um i don't know it takes a lot more effort to do that to stab mm -hmm. someone and it's very intimate and you're right in their face doing it and, and it, it just, doesn't fade away from it you know it's like right no. up close he's hold, the way he's holding her and doing that and it's over and over and he's almost sh shushing her too yes. and like it's so tough. it felt it felt extremely rapey um which I, I talked about that you know on on our call and so that was like ugh, you know really had a hard time with that um and then knowing yeah. that this dude is just like at any given moment is gonna like whip a knife out and just get stabby and i'm like that to me is more terrifying than anything guns I, are I, scary guns are scary but like having a dude that is like super unhinged and he likes to knife mm -hmm. people is like a next level oh yeah freak and i'm glad that we we kind of made a distinction between uh you know the definitions of neo-noir um yeah. i think it was richard brody that said sometimes they're just acts of nostalgia 
and then um and i and i forget the the quote we had the next time and um and it talked about how you know you could do things in neo noir explore the the grisliness as was the case in this film um that you couldn't back then and also going further you could explore race and race is a key um uh, uh, piece of this movie in fact Jill, you probably remember you um you shared uh i, I won't share it but you shared something about the ending and production that would yeah. have made this film um go even a, another level and yeah, I, actually i think so, it would have been a better film yeah even so carl fine. carl yeah. franklin so for those of you who don't know and we talked about this on the on that last call for the journey and i was doing um a little bit of research before the call and uh, the director carl franklin um he had an interview with Ma uh, matt zoller sites back in august of this year and I'm assuming this was because of this new release on Criterion because um, it had been remastered. It was Carl Franklin, I believe it's director approved release and um, a 4K uh, remaster. And so Sites does this incredible interview with him. It's, it's all about one false move. And um, he was asking so sites asks franklin about that last scene um which actually the whole tone of the movie shifts in that mm -hmm. last act because mm -hmm. we as it's all um accelerating and culminating in this showdown that's going to happen at this abandoned house out in the middle of nowhere and so we follow each person as they're they're getting to this point. It's like real, really nerve wracking. And, um, you know, the camera angles change the, you know, everything, the whole intensity of the film changes. Right. And um, so sites asks him about that last shot where you have Bill Paxton laid out, he's bleeding out and you have the little boy who we learn is his son um, talking to him and sitting there. And originally oh. when they scouted Ouch. the scene, um, scouted the location, this whole location was surrounded by cotton fields. And Carl Franklin's like, okay, this is cool because what we're going to do is we're going to zoom, we're going to like zoom out and you're going to have Bill Paxton and this, and this little boy who's black, who's his son. And we're going to pan out and you're going to see this entire area surrounded by cotton and so they get to shoot the scene and all the cotton has been harvested so you know which i you know i i think it would have made for a different ending but at the same time there is something very touching about them zooming it you know coming in mm -hmm. on on them in that moment and one would hope one would hope that, you know, Bill Paxton's character makes it and does the right thing. Mm -hmm. Will he? Yeah, it's ambiguous, uh, but yeah. I don't know. You know, yeah. this was a, a different oh. move, a different kind of movie, perhaps. But uh, I think he takes the kid to the grandmother, drops the, mm -hmm. the kid off and walks away. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and, and there was some foreshadowing of that. There there was some he said, you know, I'll send her money. Yeah. You know, because he's not gonna disrupt his mm -mm. his right. life, 
you know, but also he's been shot however many times and stabbed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So maybe he'll be like, fuck it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so yeah, that, that wouldn't hit on a, another level. I, I thought so. Yeah. Maybe, it's not going to be up there with double indemnity, but I, I think it's a, a great example of uh, effective neo-noir that pushes boundaries. They couldn't push back in the the forties and fifties. So um, I, th yeah. I think even a movie that could be released today, you know, it's oh, 100%. Relevant. Like, it's relevant. Yeah. I think um, it would be better today, honestly. I think it, yeah. I mean, it was his breakthrough and same with Billy Bob too. You know, that's, that's how uh, his writing breakthrough maybe. Um, but yeah, it was, Um, it would be a well, great it, movie today. You know, you were saying when you, when you talked about that Richard Brody quote, which he's like my favorite mm -hmm. curmudgeon film, <laughs> and I very rarely agree with him, but I do agree that sometimes yes. neo-noir does feel like an exercise in nostalgia however one false move does not feel like that not in the slightest it, yeah. it, it is a it's... it is a unique mm -hmm. um experience and i would say that about the big lebowski i was gonna it about is, to go there too it is it's there's some nostalgia thing. a little bit but. There's nostalgia, but they know it's nostalgia. Exactly. Like they are putting it in there knowingly. Mm -hmm. It is not like a, oh, look at us. We're all artsy fartsy and then not, not self-aware. No, they yeah. know that they're putting in a Busby Berkeley acid flashback <laughs> sequence. They know they're doing that. I love that scene so um, much. But it's, but it's still their own thing. And the know? Coen's, of course... You know, they're masters of, of many genres, but especially mm -hmm. some of the best neo-noirs, Blood Simple and Miller's Crossing. You know, you can't get much more hard-boiled than those two. So right. um, yeah. um, Lebowski is a little light boil, maybe a broil. I don't know. <laughs> um, and so I think that's all the noirs we saw. Um, right? uh, we didn't talk about the killing, of course. Mm -hmm. The killing. Yeah. So actually, that was uh, my Rodney, Okay. Oh, awesome. Um, of of the the ones you had seen before, what was the, the most uh, fun to revisit? Um, I would I would definitely go with Notorious. You know, because I went into it with a different. You know, I'm from from Hitchcock. You know, Psycho, Rear Window, um, mm -hmm. The Birds, that kind of era. Um, I've seen Lady Vanishes, which I really love, and I've seen yeah, Rebecca. Um, but Notorious, I think. Um, I didn't go in with the right mindset and I didn't, and I was more looking for something mm. that wasn't there. And I think it's really about the relationships between those two people. And um, when I revisit it, that's what I really want to focus on and how um, I think that uh, really patriotism also plays a big part in it because they both mm -hmm. want to be together, but they want to do what's you know best for their country. Mm -hmm. And that kind of gets in the way of, you know, them being together. And, yeah. and Hitch, Hitch is, is offering this this um, question of what will you do? Are you willing to let the person that you love go and be with another man and and, and spy on him and uh, for your country? Or are you going to deny that and, and be together? I mean, and they almost make her. And this is where the, the torture comes in, because, man, Hitchcock loves to torture women in his films. And it's like, you're the daughter of a Nazi. You, to prove your loyalty to this country, you need to go 
basically start up a relationship with this man who has, who is like 20 years, you're is supposed to be older than her, much older than her. You, so you have to prove your worth. Okay. And go down there and seduce this man, right. To get dirt on him. And then I'm going to punish you for it. I'm going to mm -hmm. make you feel shitty. Mm -hmm. and, but then at the same time, he has feelings for her and he cannot reconcile what he is asking her to do or really forcing her to do and his feelings for her. Like, and he is having such a conflict on that. But yes, they do love each other and they're trying to do what's best. But ultimately it's like, they basically tell her you have to do this. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. it's, I mean, she, and she could, I mean, she could have like left and gone the Commodore, you know, at that party at the beginning, the Commodore, that's her, that's her, uh, her uh, sugar daddy, right? Mm -hmm. He's the one's giving her all the money and everything. And, you know, they're supposed to go sail. She can go live a playgirl life, but she also like, doesn't want to do anything to do with her father. She's ashamed of what her father. So she has to prove because of, because of men. <laughs> yep. because and of all men. the yeah. men in her life are terrible. Mm. And she's the one that pays the price. Yeah. Hollywood was not kind to women. Uh, yeah. Hitch especially, but uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, Get I, me I think, going on that movie. I swear to God. Um, I think this might be my favorite Hitch. Although I do, uh, to, I do like the the British ones. The the in fact that might be a good journey. Brit Brit Hitch, um, Brit and Hitch. then that, and then later Shadow uh, of a Doubt. I mean, Shadow I think of Doubt. I think Strangers Shadow on of a Train too. Oh, Strangers yeah. on a Train is so good. I think Notorious is his 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 best and his and his most glamorous. Mm -hmm. Um, but I I think Strangers um, Shadow of a Doubt is the most one of the most fucked up movies yeah yeah made. i have to um, watch that again i think that's on one of the 4k sets i can't yeah remember. it is i love uh, i love that movie it's just yeah, weird yeah um, um is that the one about the uncle yeah, yeah. uncle charlie oh, yeah, yeah. Ooh. yeah so that yeah that good. was that was noir member um yeah a lot yeah. we we went through a lot of noir films and then i went and did try um true crime so um i'm glad to get to the wonderful world of holidays and Boom, boom, boom. and <laughs> oh, yeah. see and everybody yeah. yeah so i've changed my background here to the lovely janet lee and a very young mm -hmm. robert mitchum and no it's not a film noir it <laughs> is holiday affair that's yeah i i've not seen that actually so i'm i'm looking forward to see that and uh another holiday film we have is uh black candle which um is about kwanzaa and i can't wait to um to uh, watch that. What's going to be interesting is that I think that the, I think everybody that subscribed is a white person. So, um, and I don't, I'm not saying that. Like Educate a, yourselves, a, white people. Exactly. It's not a bad thing. I think it'll be good for us to talk through that and, you know, right. kind of come to an understanding. Um, but, and it's a documentary and um, Jill, I know you've already seen it. And yes, and I, I think it's going to be right up my alley um and really informative too um so I, I, yeah she, jill shared some things that i was like that they actually hit me so i'm I'm looking forward to that and yeah i've already good. watched scrooge i know you have too and uh that, i watched be it last night yeah 
Oh, oh yeah. Cool. Had you seen it before? I had, yeah. I yeah. Saw it was okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's a good that's a good like fixture, but it's not like Home Alone or no Christmas story or uh oh and love actually. No, that's I'm just that's my favorite. Listen, really? I, I have a soft spot for love actually. I do. Okay. Okay. All right, Rodney. Well, I'm, you... I'm just gonna leave the call. Oh, you're not a love actually guy. <laughs> I know that I know people either love it or hate it, and those feelings are very strong, but I have like I can't help it. It just it hits. I know it's sappy, but it hits every note for me. I I'm gonna hold up some line. signs. <laughs> I oh. uh, I would say I'd give it another try, but um, I I don't know. Maybe, I just maybe. think it's been memed to death, and yeah. that you know and that, scene that especially kind of, with, yeah. and that you know, and like the um, it's kind of like when Matrix was memed to death with the whole like dodging the bullet crap <laughs> and all that yeah. stuff, you know, and it kind of like takes away from the source, and so yeah. I I get it, but like it, I haven't watched it in several years but um it's a it's a guilty pleasure of mine i'm not i'm not guilty it's a pleasure it's a pleasure (laughs) yeah now i'm i'm not guilty it's a displeasure for me (laughs) i i just uh, i just don't like that film i've tried but uh but i love a lot more and so we'll we'll be talking some holiday films um and also um um uh, an american tale which i probably saw when i was younger um and I don't remember it too well, so I'm I'm looking forward to visiting that. Yeah, and, and having um, an animated film, you know, that's yeah. Cool. American Tale is not explicitly a Hanukkah movie, but right, it right. does right. start on Hanukkah, and mm-hmm. the there's a gift that the lead character Fievel, the little mouse, um, gets this gift, and it is with him the whole movie and Mm -hmm. and it is it is about pretty much about you know having to flee Mm -hmm. because of uh you know cat nazis yeah we just put out a anti we we hate nazis statement uh not anti we hate nazis anti nazis (laughs) we we actually do hate hate (laughs) nazis i'm not going to double negative that one um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, can't wait to see those. And then uh, we're um, on our way. Probably it'll be announced by the time this episode is on podcast feeds. Is we're going to do award season, and we're going to do it right, uh, Rodney. I, you got a little preview of that last night. Um, so uh, hope hope to have you there. We have a different oh, yeah. co-host, uh, and we have a very different format. I think this is going to be uh, more kind of exploring this way of approaching film especially award season because honestly social media just is not there for it anymore and it no. used to be and i'm not going to go into that but my the part i'm looking forward to the most is live chatting the oscars on our platform with our peeps so i don't yeah. know if that'll be that is exciting tw- 20 or twenty thousand. okay probably not twenty thousand, but maybe <laughs> 200 you know um I'll, we'll Twenty thousand, get... man! You're gonna have to up our our hosting plan for that, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll <laughs> I'll get right on that. But but Rodney, um, so I, I guess just to leave us on award season, um, mm-hmm. and you know that's a, a little different for us because we tend to go into classic film, but uh, we we love new films as well. But are there any any ones you'd recommend or any ones you're looking forward to? Uh, if you're a horror fan, I really liked um, Talk to Me. The uh, A24 film is kind of yeah. like Possession, I thought was really well done. 
uh, for the genre. Um, I just saw the holdovers recently and um, that was excellent. You know, I really think that's a return to form for Alexander Payne. And it's always nice seeing Paul Giamatti being grouchy. <laughs> did you um, agree with my Scrooge analogy that, that they kind of fit together? I, Although I was I really think, surprised. I think yeah. that um, Bill Murray might be more of a dick than, than Paul Giamatti. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I've heard some stories about Bill Murray. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's a great, great film. Um, all right. Well, yeah, we'll we'll get to that. And uh, yeah, well, more more about that. There'll be some some that's posts. coming. And, yeah, and we've got some other things yeah. cooking, some other little cooking. little mini journeys, monthly mm -hmm. journeys, and I'm just excited wanna, uh, when the merch comes out. That's what I want. That, that's we're working on it. We have a logo that is beautiful that you're going to see soon, and uh, yeah, and then uh, can we mention the January one? Yeah, Jill? why not? You want to go ahead? Yeah, sure. Okay, so um, you know it's. After the first year, it might be a little uncertain for me. Um, I might have to get shoulder surgery. So that's, uh, you know, so I'm kind of like, you know, what can I do? And I, I, I before I thought I was going to have shoulder surgery, I told Aaron, like, hey, I am not super jazzed about award season. That's not really <laughs> my bag. And it's not that I don't like new movies. I do. It's right. just the whole, the whole thing. I'm like, I don't care. And I don't think anybody wants somebody that doesn't care doing that. <laughs> so um, the great thing about owning your own company is that you can be like, I'm peacing out on this. Um, out. Yeah. So I was just straight up like, that's, that is squarely not my problem, Aaron. So you, you do that one on your own. <laughs> and so um, she pulled a, not my job. <laughs> I did. I said, not my job. And so I was thinking, um, so Aaron was asking like, okay, well, is there something, you know, kind of, uh, you know, you throw together for January and I was like, yeah, let's do it. So we're going to do, um, or I'm going to do Carl Reiner and Steve Martin films. And, um, just because those films they made together, four of them. Mm -hmm. um really kind of informed and shaped my sense of humor and so you have the jerk which is my favorite <laughs> comedy of all time right you have the man with two brains you have dead men don't wear plaid which we could have done for november i just thought of that yeah. and uh and then you have all of me and um with lily which Tomlin. is great yeah so i'm really really excited to just talk about these stupid movies with everybody so <laughs> i'm really um, glad that we had my dad on so i could remind him that he took me to the jerk and i awesome. i remember um I, my nine-year-old self remembers the scene where he says, look at my ass. And I'm thinking, okay, people say that. And um, yeah. did I know people don't really say that. He said, <laughs> oh, he, well, he says, he goes, well, look at that. You've got my name tattooed on your ass. See and, my, and my under the J's. It. It's yeah. like, he, and he's like, that's, that's more, that's more important than the phone book. So my, <laughs> so, so the, the jerk, I was born in 79 the jerk came out. I was born in December 79. The jerk came out in December 79. And it's just, it's just meant, you know, the stars aligned. It was okay. It was uh, like right. these well. two things were born. And um I um 
I'll give a little teaser of what I'm going to talk about, but basically I got to meet Carl Reiner and this mm. was several years ago. And, um, but before I met him, I had this, um, little trade, you know, they made those pocket books from the, the movie that was like the, the dramatization of the movie. And there's one of the jerk that I bought at a used bookstore for a quarter, like when I was in middle school. And it's all beat up and everything. And I've had other people give me nicer copies of it, but it's this beat up copy that like I love. And so my friend, Jeff Mantor, who owns Larry Edmonds bookshop in Hollywood was like, Hey, I'm going out to Carl's house to get some, he's going to sign some books for the shop. He goes, do you want me to take your jerk book to him? And so Mm -hmm. he took my book and he signed it and I thought well that's the closest I'm ever going to get to Carl Reiner and then um some years later he Carl did a signing at the TCM Film Festival and it was before a screening of The Jerk that Mm -hmm. I had been begging my friend Scott McGee to program for years and he I swear to God he programs just for me (laughs) and um so I I went I was like first in line and he was doing no photos but Scott worked his magic and like got a there were there were so many photos of me and Carl and um it was do you still have some I do and there's a there's a picture people were taking pictures of me from behind and someone from uh, I think it was from the Hollywood reporter thought I was flashing him because <laughs> I had a jacket on and I was wearing a shirt that said bullshit, which in the movie, the little boy has the shirt that says bullshit. And mm-hmm. it's a, it's an exact replica of the shirt. So I opened up the shirt to show Carl my bullshit shirt. Mm-hmm. And so everyone behind thought I was oh. flashing Carl Reiner <laughs> and which was pretty great. So this woman from the Hollywood reporter was like, is she flashing Carl Reiner? Oh, I wish she had an article. And uh, I got to it. tell him how much the movie meant to me. And mm. he was a doll. He was absolute doll. And um, but anyway, so I'm really, really excited to gonna be fun yeah right. yeah um, i'm gonna try to participate as much so we'll we'll have two going on at the same time and you know there's lots more coming so uh yeah rodney heard some of our distant plans last night and um yeah, yeah. we're um very exciting yeah yeah it's pretty cool so well great talking to you both yeah. rodney thanks for coming on and thanks yeah, for thank participating you so we're Absolutely. awesome thanks for having me in November, yeah, and I'm and I'm sure you will be, you know, in the in the next one and the next one. So, and when you quit your job and are doing twenty at a time, I'm sure there you'll you go. Some of those as well. So, <laughs> all right.